the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, let's get it on. It's 11.06, and we are back for the second hour of the Restaurant Show on Sunday, October 9th. I'm Mike Boyle. I'm your host. We're broadcasting all up and down the Front Range, Colorado Springs, AM 1460 and FM 101.1, The Answer, in Denver, News Talk 710-KNUS. Today is the last day of the 40th annual Great American Beer Fest. It is down at the Colorado Convention Center. Whether or not they can get, uh, whether or not you can get a ticket, I do not know, but uh, I've been seeing a lot of postings online. It really, really is a fun event. I mentioned to you last uh, yesterday that I was at the first one. It started in Boulder in 1982, but in 1983, it came to Denver. And a matter of fact, we got a call from Rusty in the last hour. He was participating in our taco restaurant contest. And uh, uh, Rusty used to be with Coors for a number of years. He might have even been there. There was a guy named Ed Peterson that ran Coors Distributing Company. And he said there's going to be an American beer festival down at the Radisson Hotel at 16th, right across from Duffy's Tavern, right down near Civic Center Park. We went down there. That was the first one, 1983 in Denver. There were about 12 tables in a ballroom with about 12 people standing behind each individual table, one behind each individual table, with a beer or two that they had brewed, and that's the way it started. And now they sell thousands and thousands of tickets, have hundreds and hundreds of beers, give out dozens and dozens of awards, but today is the last day of that. So if you don't want to drive up to the Echo Lake Lodge and get 50% off on most stuff as the Carl family shuts down after 57 years, the Echo Lake Lodge, maybe you might want to head into downtown Denver to the Great American Beer Festival. In the last hour, we were talking about how the largest Mexican food restaurant taco company in the country is Taco Bell. Number two is Chipotle, and number three is Qdoba. I gave Rusty, the caller, and you, the listeners, some information about Chipotle. And I said that the first store started right down there on Evans, right across from DU, right across from the old Spoke bike shop. And uh, by the way, the Spoke is the company that built my custom-built Clark Kent bike that I used to ride 1,200 miles around the state to 1,200 miles. I made a 20-day, 1,200-mile trip to raise money for Children's Hospital, the Pediatric Cardiology Ward, in 1990. But anyway, it opened on July, I said 1993, Rusty, I was right, July 13th. 1993, Stephen Ells was the proprietor, and um, 
anyway, it's kind of an interesting, kind of an interesting story. So why don't we do this? Let's go ahead and take a break. I also want to talk about Castle Rock is having a restaurant week started last Sunday. It ends today, but um, even though I didn't even know about it until about 48 hours ago when one of the participants told me about it, I do think the restaurants participate. The secret to a restaurant week, I don't care where it is, is marketing and promotion and getting the word out. So anyway, I'm going to tell you the restaurants have participated in that. If you want to give me a call, I'd love to hear from you. 303 696 1971 We're going to tell you why we don't want the Phillies to win the World Series. All right, 13 minutes after 11 o'clock. Why do we not want the Philadelphia Phillies to win the World Series? Well, this is from a listener, Chuck. Morning, Brew. Good morning. Are we about to enter an economic crisis? Uh, Hello, look around utility bills, look around gas prices, go to the supermarket, but I guess it could be worse. Don't look at the unemployment, this article says, interest rate hikes, or the housing market for clues. A better indicator is whether the Philadelphia Phillies win the World Series. They made the playoffs, of course, this year, and in the wild card series against the Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals. They won two games in St. Louis and the Cardinals are gone and the Phillies are moving on. This article goes on. As the baseball historians on the Brews social media team found, over the past 100 years, the surest sign of an economic turndown has been a Philly-based baseball team winning the World Series. It happened in 1929, 1930, 1980, and 2008. Recently, the Phillies clinched a playoff spot for the upcoming postseason, and as I updated this article and told you, they beat the the Cardinals last night, so they are moving on. These writers say, as Phillies fans, it gives us no pleasure to say this, but they must be stopped for the sake of the economy. So if you're looking for a team to root against, um, why don't you think about rooting against the Philadelphia Phillies? I'll tell you about Chipotle here in just a few moments, but getting back to my baseball salaries and my analysis of who goes to the postseason every year, the average major league team salary is $147 million, $147 million and change. The Rockies are above that average at 158, 147, 158, okay? They are number 17 out of 30 teams in the amount of payroll that they pay. Number one is the New York Mets. Number two is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Number three is the New York Yankees. Number four, the Philadelphia Phillies. Number five, the San Diego Padres. All of those teams made it. To which somebody out there is saying, aha, I told you that you have to spend more money. Well, wait a second. Au contraire, Boston is number six and has been consistently in one of the top ratings every year came in sixth and did not win as many games as they lost. Atlanta, Houston, Toronto, and St. Louis are all above the 147 Major League Baseball average. Cardinals are gone. Toronto is gone. Houston, Atlanta, 
Philadelphia, New York, Los Angeles, and New York again. The Mets, they are going on. The Mets, I shouldn't say that. The Mets in San Diego will play one more game to determine who goes on. So one of the five highest payrolls will be gone when they play that third game. Below, number 21 is the Seattle Mariners. Number 25 is the Tampa Bay Rays. They were eliminated yesterday, but they are consistently in the playoffs and generally go pretty far. And number 28, there's 30 Major League Baseball team, folks. Number 28 is the Cleveland Indians. No, I'm not calling them the Guardians. They are the Cleveland Indians. I ran the Cleveland Indians Farm Club in San Antonio, AA Baseball in the Texas League many years ago. To me, they will always be the Cleveland Indians. I don't see it as a pejorative. I don't see it as being somewhat insulting. Cleveland Indians. I thought it always had a nice ring to it. They gave away the motto, the logo, the Chief Wahoo a few years ago because apparently that was offensive. But I'm fine with the Atlanta Braves. I'm fine with the Tommy Hawk Chop. I don't like the Atlanta Braves because I'm a Los Angeles Dodger fan. But uh, at any rate, that is the baseball story inside and out. Um, Chipotle, second highest selling Mexican restaurant. Okay, founded on July, what did I say? July 13th, 1993. Here's the story. <clears throat> founded by Steve Ells, who I told you about, July 13th, 1993, Chipotle had 16 restaurants, all in Colorado, when McDonald's Corporation became a major investor in 1998, five years later, can you imagine me and Stephen Ellis? You got 16 restaurants. You're financing these things with you and your dad, and out of profits of each store, and all of a sudden McDonald's calls. 1998. By the time McDonald's fully divested itself from Chipotle, eight years later in 2006, the chain had grown to over 500 locations. It now has over two thousand locations in 2018 they moved their corporate headquarters to newport beach california ending their relationship with denver after 25 years the first chipotle near the campus on the university of denver is in the old dolly madison ice cream but you can see a picture of it you've driven by it a million million times stephen ells attended the culinary institute of america in hyde park new york Afterward, he became a line cook for Jeremiah Tower at Stars in San Francisco. He observed the popularity of taquerias and burritos in the Mission District. In 1993, he learned, took what he learned in San Francisco and opened the first Chipotle, like I said, in the former Dolly Madison ice cream store at 1644 East Evans near the University of Denver campus, using an $85,000 loan from his father. Els and his father calculated that the store would need to sell 107 burritos a day to be profitable. Within a month, they were selling well over 1,000 burritos a day, needed 100 to break even. There are over 1,000 a day. The second store opened in 1995 using Chipotle's cash flow. The third was opened with an SBA loan. To fund additional growth, Els' father invested $1.5 million 
Ailes created a, well, we got to take a break. Ailes, anyway, I'll tell you a little bit more about it because I think it's very interesting. It's a true success story. And Rusty may have given me a topic for a few. All right, 24 minutes after, what is it, 11 o'clock. So anyway, I'm going to wrap this up. Um, in 1998, Chipotle opened its first restaurant outside of Colorado in Kansas City, Missouri. First location in Minnesota. Follow on, on the opening of the on the campus of the University of Minnesota in Minneapolis. Uh, in 98, McDonald's made their initial investment. By 2002, the company had grown to be Chipotle's largest investor, and so. You know, I think that Rusty was on to something when he said maybe some restaurant groups that have started here and had tremendous success. You know, another one would be Randy Price of the Rocky Mountain Restaurant Group, Salsa Brava Restaurants and Urban Egg, a daytime eatery. He's got 12 Urban Eggs <coughs> in Colorado. And just opened his first one in Overland Park, Kansas, and it's doing very well. The reason he changed the name from Over Easy was because he couldn't register the name Over Easy all across the United States. But Urban Egg, a daytime eatery, was a name that he could register. So, you know what? That might be that might be a fun show to see if I could round up some of these people. I'll tell you something. The View House Restaurant, there's four of them. And you got Lodo, Littleton, Centennial, and Colorado Springs. They've got another location they hope to break ground in the springs up around Thornton there, 126 and I-25, somewhere up there. Uh, they've got that new concept, My Neighbor Felix. But Casey Carbaccio, the uh, vice president and director of operations, said they are looking at other locations in other states. So, you know, that might be, that might be something fun to talk about. I just talked with Angie from Granelli's Pizza in Castle Rock. <coughs> Sunday, October 2nd, one week ago, Downtown Castle Rock Restaurant Week. The Castle Rock Downtown Alliance is excited to announce the first annual Downtown Castle Rock Restaurant Week. The town of Castle Rock sponsors this event. I will tell you, that I had not heard a word about this event. You would think, since I pretty much immersed myself in restaurant news, that I would have heard about it, or that maybe somebody would have thought to contact me and say, that sounds like an ego run amok. It's not. You'd think that you would figure out ways. These things are only successful if you can have the best product in the world. But if you don't sell it, you've still got it. So Angie, about two days ago, I brought up a subject, and she said, well, somebody came in and bought a bunch of my chicken parmesans that I'm featuring for Castle Rock Restaurant Week. Castle Rock Restaurant Week. I don't know what you're talking about. So I want to give a plug to the restaurants that participated, but – I just talked to her during the break, and she said it's been very, very slow because people don't know about it. In 2001, 2000, 2001, 2002, there was a taste of Castle Rock, and it was put on by 
the local independent bank called Castle Rock Bank. And I used to joke that it should have been called pizza in the parking lot because it was in the parking lot of the bank and a bunch of places would come by and put out pizza. Some places would come by and put out an ice cream, but it really had no substance whatsoever. So in 2002, when I initiated the taste of Douglas County, we just completed our 20th year. I said, it's got to be Douglas County. It can't be Castle Rock because then we can incorporate more restaurants But we've got to use the vehicle of the radio to get it out. And then social media came along and so forth. So I feel horrible that restaurants like B&B Cafe, Block and Bottle, Castle Cafe, Dos Santos, I have no idea what their specials are, but I want to give them a plug. The Garlic and Spice Kitchen, Saints and Sinners in Iglesia, Grinelli's Pizza, Great Divide Brewery and Roadhouse. Sclepi's at the Old Stone Church, the Office Company Bar and Grill, Tribe Union Bistro, Wild Yonder Brewing, and Zabracci. These are all restaurants. You could have starved to death in downtown Castle Rock when I moved here (coughs) over (coughs) over 32 years ago. And now we've got some, you know what, somebody called and said that I'm meeting my girlfriend from Colorado Springs. She lives in Denver. Can you give us a restaurant? I suggested Tribe on Wilcox Street. It is a terrific restaurant. And I will tell you the food that they are serving at Tribe would cut the mustard in any metro area. It depends on the location, depends on the amount of rent they have to pay, depending on what they have to pay for the bill, all that stuff. But the food is that good. And this lady said she was going to meet her girlfriend at Tribe, and I'm sure that they had a wonderful, wonderful meal. So I understand why they put this out, but I don't understand why they didn't promote it. But congratulations to uh, Angie's Restaurant. That's not Angie from Grinelli's. There's another Angie's Restaurant. Uh, Congratulations to Romo's Tacos. They're in Iglesia, which is a food court. Um, Union, an American, did I say Union? Union, American Bistro. So anyway, Dos Santos. Dos Santos has a restaurant in Denver. They have one in Colorado Springs. They open one on Wilcox Street in the Encore Building. It's a beautiful restaurant, kind of a hip place, kind of a what I would call Nuevo Latino, new type of Latin food. But it's very, very, it's very expensive, but it's very good. Those are also the guys that own the, the Walenda Brothers. Those are the guys that also own the White Pie Pizza. But you gotta, you, you, you've just got to get the word out on stuff like that. Um, I want to... <clears throat> I think my voice is crapping out today. I want to give a shout-out to a restaurant that I guarantee you right now, 1131, coming up on 1132 on Sunday, is absolutely rocking and rolling, crazy busy. I got an email from a listener, Joe. He said, you ought to go to a restaurant in the Black Forest. Black Forest Road in Burgess. It's called the Mountain View Cafe. Opened a couple of years ago couple of ladies uh, maybe about a year and a half ago and it's a cute little place it's one of those kind of 
Colorado-style wood buildings, and there's a jewelry store, and I don't know, maybe a real estate agent, something like that. But they've got one part of it, and they've got a nice little outdoor patio. So I call Louis Sharota that owns Louis Pizzas in Colorado Springs, five of them doing very, very well. I mean, he just kills it, 35 years. He lives up at the Black Forest. He said, oh, yeah, my my, uh, wife and daughter love the place. He said, I've been there a couple times. So we met there for lunch. Mountain View Cafe on Black Forest Road. Maybe while the weather's good, Denver. Maybe while the weather's good, Castle Rock or Larkspur. You want to drive over to the Black Forest. It's called the Mountain View Cafe. It doesn't have a mountain view, (laughs) but it's called the Mountain View. So the food was good. I had a chicken cordon bleu. I got to look that up. Is that redundant? Is cordon bleu is it always a chicken or is it a chicken breast wrapped around ham and cheese? Anyway, I had a chicken cordon bleu sandwich served on sourdough. God, it was good. I mean, it was really good. And they have French fries that are very good. Not that, you know, not that not that frozen stuff that you pop out of a bag uh, that comes from your supplier. Louie had a barbecue bacon cheeseburger. If you follow me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mike Boyle Restaurant Show, you will see that it is absolutely loaded. Bailey, the Mexican street dog, was with us, sat under the table, and I said, can, can I get a little side of bacon? They said, we supply bacon to the dogs. <laughs> so they brought out a couple slices of bacon for Bailey, and uh, he was a really happy camper. Like I said, dog-friendly patio. Louis said, we were there on Thursday for lunch, maybe 12, 12.30, and there were tables available. Inside, they only have about five or six tables. Out on the patio, they have another five or six. It was a nice day. We sat outside. Um, but he said on the weekends, <coughs> it's absolutely crazy busy but i wanted to give a plug to him it was an you know i try to share the meals with you that i have had throughout the course of the week another meal that i had this week and by the way if you want to give me a call 303-696-1971 i got a lot of stuff to just prattle on about but if you've got something you'd like to weigh in on i would love to hear from you um i went to india's 8921 east hampton I love Indian food. I love Chris Kapoor, the owner. I love his lunch buffet. And yes, it is an Indian buffet. And yes, it is open. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about that. I had the sog paneer. I had the chicken tikka masala, uh, the non bread, the chutney, the uh, that you dip the bread in. God, it was so good. He's always got a fresh salad out. So anyway, I have people ask me, are there any Indian buffets? I got a call from another Indian restaurant this week. He said, no, we're not doing, um, we're not doing an Indian buffet. Um, we're just, they shut it down in COVID. They use the opportunity not to open it up. But Chris at India's is open. All right, we got that and plenty more to talk about when we come back on the restaurant show. All right, well, I'm going to operate on the assumption that I'm potted up. This is Mike Boyle. It's 1139-303-696-1971. I understand we have Vladimir on the line, and Vladimir wants to talk about the taste of Egypt. Vladimir, welcome to the show. 
Yes. We don't have Vladimir. I'm with you, All Mike. Right. Mike, I'm with you. Right, I'm with what you. Do you, what do you need, hello, Vladimir? Hello. You want to tell us about the taste of Egypt? Is there, I, you know what? Yeah, I've never heard of the taste of Egypt. But, of course, until well, 48 hours um, ago, I'd never heard of the taste of Castle Rock either. So what's going on? <laughs> this, is, this is at the uh, Coptic Orthodox Church, St. Mark, uh, near Centennial Airport. And it's going on till 6 p.m. Uh, we have the falafel pita sandwiches, the kofta kebabs, which is ground beef, uh, chicken shish kebab. We have other uh, many Egyptian desserts, Egyptian coffee, which is very sim- and Turkey Turkish coffee, very similar. Uh, the really thick, good Turkish coffee and uh, Egyptian coffee, and then there are some gifts and different things. Uh, for the kids, we have a little bouncy castle, and we're also giving church tours of the Coptic Church. So it's at Centennial Airport? Yeah, it's just off Easter and Peoria. Yeah, we know where Centennial, Centennial Airport is. And, you know and where it's that called is. The, and, and it's called the Taste of Egypt, right? It's called the Taste of Egypt. A festival going on until 6 p.m., and it's right, right at the church. So there are also church tours if anyone wants to know more about the uh, Coptic Orthodox Church of Egypt. All right, terrific. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate you letting us know about that. You know what? It's like hey, I say. Hey, Mike, thank you. you. You're welcome. You've got to let people know about this stuff. You can have a great idea, but whether it's a run, a bike ride, whether it's a taste, a festival, or it's a 50% off sale at the Echo Lake Lodge, you need to let people know about it. And that's why my that's why my next guest is doing so, so very well up at the Echo Lake Lodge. His name is Bill Carl, they're only going to be there till 5 o'clock today, and most everything is about 50% off. I know the Indian Jewelry, they're going to bring that down to the Buffalo uh, Bill's grave next week. Bill, welcome to the show. I understand you're having a big weekend. Good morning, Mike. We are. You know, uh, there's several things going on here. Number one, our going out of business sale. Number two, yeah. uh, the, the Mount Blue Sky uh, people are here, which includes uh, members from the Arapaho and Cheyenne tribes. Uh, raising awareness and, and uh, doing a prayer walk for the transition of the name Mount Evans to Mount Blue Sky. And then, of course, the fall leaves are still real good. So it's they a good are still good. Lake. Yeah. Well, and we don't have to suffer through a Bronco game today, so <laughs> why not get into the car and drive up to Idaho Springs and go up Squaw Pass that way or go over to Bergen Park near Evergreen and go in that way, both way or go up one way, come down the other, go up and walk around the lake. It's absolutely mm-hmm. fabulous. I was there recently. And, Bill, I'm excited because a week from today we are going to bring – well, you, you're going to do the heavy lifting. You're going to bring the goods that you still have down from Echo Lake and Mount Evans down to Lookout Mountain, and we're going to sell that stuff next weekend as a benefit for the Alpine Mountain Rescue Team. Correct, correct. There's still quite a bit, no, there's a lot of Mount Evans merchandise left, coffee mugs and T-shirts, keychains, patches, hat pins, water bottles, that sort of thing, which... Won't do me much good uh, anywhere but here on Mount Evans, and we're not going to be here anymore. So we thought we'd uh, set them out and let the Alpine Search and Rescue Team uh, 
collect money for uh, those items, and 100% of those proceeds are going to go to the Alpine Search and Rescue Team, who are probably up on Mount Evans just about every week, if not sometimes twice a week, generally after dark, things like that, and sure. so they really deserve our support. Well, not only after dark, but probably in December, January, February, when it's True. a little brisk up there. And, True, uh, yes. Yeah, so just doing what they do. And, Bill, I'm going to talk to you this week because we want to make sure that we get a representative or two of the Alpine Rescue Team okay. um, to do some interviews for next Saturday oh, and Sunday to let yes. people know what they do. And tell them that... When you talk to them and you arrange for this, and we'll coordinate it, you and I, um, uh-huh. we want we want to hear horror stories. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I'll bet they've got a few, don't they? Uh, they could probably uh, write a bestseller. Yeah. yeah. And so, but I, but you know, I'm not. I'm being a little facetious. I know everybody likes no, a car I, crash, but yeah. but. But I, but I think that if you just understand the amount of yeah. training uh, mm-hmm. that goes into this, it's a constant. The emergency call-outs that they get and the number of call-outs they get and some of the stories where they have placed themselves oh. in real precarious situations. Absolutely. No different than firemen or policemen. You know, they're the ones that go in and and they go in generally where there's no roads or uh you know maybe even paths. Yeah. Yeah. Bill, I mentioned it and maybe you know there was a woman in Colorado Springs that as a young lady got into substance abuse, got herself straightened out, um went 100% clean and met a guy that was also in recovery and he was a mountain climber and they fell in love got married and now you know we wake up in the morning and say let's have another cup of coffee some of us may say let's go for a little run or a bike ride Mm -hmm. but they say what do you want to do today well let's go climb a 14er and um, she wrote a book and I can't I read it I interviewed her on the air and I just cannot think of the name of it but uh, she got hurt severely on a, you know, one of those, we've all seen them, Bill, where you're up on a mountain and all of a sudden a blizzard comes in. Oh, I mean, yeah. within minutes, within you Turn around and there it is. Yes. And fell, trying to get down, fell, broke her leg, and it took hours. The helicopter couldn't fly. Right. The guy that she was hiking with went down. The two dogs stayed with her to keep her warm. And it took hours and hours and hours and hours and hours to get the sled up to her to get her down. Do you recall that story by any chance of the book? I, I don't, Mike. Okay. I don't. I've, I've been looking around. I've tried to share yeah. it with listeners. But anyway, it's an indication of what yeah. those people do up there. So are mm-hmm. you having a good day today up there at Echo Lake? Oh, gosh. You know, everybody uh, is coming in and, and have since you started uh, telling the story. Um, everybody has a personal story to relate to us, how long they've been a customer. I've had probably 50 former employees come in and express their uh, disbelief and, and sympathies. I even had two fellows come in because of it, and he looked at me and he says, are you Bill? And I said, yeah. And he says, 
I took your sister. I took your sister and you to the Beatles concert in '64. I was the responsible 16-year-old that your mother trusted me with <laughs> to take the kids to the Beatles. And I hadn't thought of that since, you know, since 1964. It was amazing. That amazing, wow. amazing people coming in and, uh, you know, just to say hello again and say goodbye to what we do here. I'll let you go because I know everybody that's working up there today is looking at you like, why is he talking on the phone and everybody else is working? But um, well, I get to be in the dining room here where we're having the the uh, the food for the uh, Mount Blue Sky people, and so it's uh, it's wonderful here today. It's uh, you know it's kind of an interesting transition from uh, Mount Evans to Blue Sky if that happens, and I think it will. And uh, well, tell the and, listeners and it's a transition about... for me too. <laughs> yes, it is. Tell the listeners, uh, and you know what? We're going to make it nice and positive, and that's why mm-hmm. we're promoting it so hard, and that's why we're going to promote Lookout Mountain a week from today. Bill, tell the story about not having much counter space, but the grandmother that nods to make sure that she's got something for everybody in the family. I thought that was a cute story. Um Mom, the grandma that comes and stacks up the shirts and the hats. Oh, they, the Mike, there's been so many of them that have been coming in and stacking their things up. Uh, it's even better now that everything's on half price. And uh, we've had people come back to do that. And exactly, they're they're getting things because they brought their grandchildren here, the Christmas ornaments, they're buying one for each grandchild. Um, oh, wow. just everybody's got a, everybody is reacting to this in a personal way. And uh, it's been it's been wonderful to help us get rid of some of this inventory. All right, so you've got until 5 o'clock to get up to the Echo yeah. Lake Lodge. Bill, I will talk to you this week, and we'll arrange for those interviews with the Alpine Rescue Team, okay? Perfect. Thank you. All right, have a good day. We'll talk to you soon. All right, that's Bill Carl. You know what? It's been fun promoting this in a sad way. I'm sorry that they're losing their lease at the, or their lease isn't being renewed, whatever the terminology is, at the Echo Lake Lodge. But you know what? When you see me next Sunday... I may be wearing a uh, Salem Broadcasting shirt, or I may be wearing an Echo Lake Lodge shirt that I got when I was up there a week ago. Um, That will be next Friday, uh, I beg your pardon, next Saturday at the Western Museum of Mining and Industry for the Colorado Springs Show, next Sunday at Lookout Mountain, and a week from this Tuesday, Rescue Colorado. All right? Now, We're going to take a break, and we've got bird brain Republicans like that guy running on the Libertarian ticket up in Broomfield for U.S. Senate. We are going to do everything in our power, even though there are people resisting this because they're principled or they're true conservatives or whatever. Gag me with a spoon. We're going to try to resist that. It's going to be on Tuesday the 18th. I'll tell you about it when we come back on The Restaurant Show. All right, 11.54, I'll get that uh, Cancun spot changed this week because there is a small upcharge for singles that want to go with us January 10th to the 17th. Um, I don't know exactly what the price is per person based on double occupancy, but there is a um, – and it's not double. So it's still a good deal for those of us that want to travel solo, but I will get the ad to be a bit more reflective of that. Um, I want to thank Bill Carl for spending some time with us. Also, I want to tell you about an event coming up a week from Tuesday. It's called Rescue Colorado. And I will tell you this, 
Democrats, no matter how slimy their candidate is, they will get behind that person. Us Republicans are our own worst enemy. We are the gang that can't shoot straight. We are the gang that will say, well, I don't like that person's position on something, or that person isn't as strong on this position as me. So I'm going to stay home because I'm so principled. I'm so conservative. I'm so smart. Well, you know what? I vote Republican. I consider myself to be a conservative thinking person, but I don't subscribe to the mantra that I have to check every box to be a true conservative. We need to vote for Heidi Ganahl. We need to vote for Joe O'Day. And if you vote for anybody else or stay home, that is a vote for Jared Polis for governor. That is a vote for Michael Bennett for Senate. And on October 18th, Douglas County Event Center, Tuesday night, we're going to have a VIP reception. We're going to have these people speak and meet and greet and take selfies. We got Ken Buck. We have got uh, from the KNUS staff, we've got Brockler and Stephen Tubbs, Deborah Flora. Deborah Flora, what a wonderful addition she is. She goes on from 3 to 4, Monday through Friday on KNUS and tries to relate to why women need to be good, card-carrying, supporting Republican people. So anyway, it's going to be a fun event. Yes, I will be there. We will have a cash bar available um, that will support TAPS, Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors. So I'd really like you to go to 710knus.com and get your tickets. It would be a fun, fun, fun event. Uh, the day after that, the 19th, will be the book club at View House. I just got word yesterday that my research assistant in Colorado Springs will be coming to the book club. It's free to everybody. And uh, if you want to send me an email, mike at mikeboyle.com, or go online to my website, mikeboyle.com, click on the event. It will tell you how to get a hold of Lisa Fellow. She is coordinating. I talked about the uh, chicken cordon bleu sandwich at the Mountain View. My research assistant sent the following. It is a dish of meat wrapped around cheese or with cheese filling the breaded, pan-fried, or deep-fried. Listen, veal or pork cordon bleu is made with veal or pork. Jeez, I'm glad this, I'm, I'm glad this told me about it. Um, maybe wrapped around a piece of ham. For chicken cordon bleu, it's a chicken breast is used instead of veal. Ham cordon bleu uses ham. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, but it was very, very good sandwich. Folks, we're pretty much out of time. I didn't get a chance to tell you. You know what? Nelson DeMille has a new book. You know Nelson DeMille. He's been around. We've had him on the air. He's a tremendously popular author. He's got a new book coming out this Tuesday, the 13th. I will have him on next week. It's called The Maze. John Grisham tremendously popular, has a new book out called The Boys of Biloxi. It is coming out on October 22nd, uh, or is it October 18th? Anyway, we've got one coming up. And then Michael Connolly's got a new book called Desert Star.
coming out in November. So uh, all this information is um, shared with you every Saturday, 10 to 1, in Colorado Springs on AM 1460 and FM 101.1, The Answer, every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5 in Denver, and every Sunday we do a simulcast from 10 o'clock until noon all up and down the front range. I've got a bunch of stuff I didn't get a chance to talk to you about. Um, last Thursday was Students Bring Your Bible to School Day. I haven't seen any reports, but I'd be curious to hear about that. They approximately appreciate uh, the Expect approximately 500,000 students brought their Bible to school last Thursday. I'll bet you that raised the hackles of some of those folks in the public schools as well they should. Anyway, I didn't get a chance to talk to you about uh, the baseball equipment and how well that is doing. I didn't get a chance to talk to you about Colorado's minimum wage going up. But you know what? That's why you need to tune in next week to more editions of the Restaurant Show. The out song is Zach Brown's Toes. I got my toes in the water, my butt in the sand, not a worry in the world, a cold beer in my hand. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. I'm Mike Boyle, and this is the Restaurant Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.